Hello. Hello. Oh, you're here. Thank you. Oof. Technical difficulties. Um. So, uh, welcome to the Culture Riot podcast. I'm Nakia, and uh, I'm podcasting now. And the reason why I'm podcasting in a sea of thousands of podcasts is because I have a big mouth and I have a lot of things to say. And um, I have a special guest today. We're going to talk about why does voting matter? There's a lot of debate about voting and if it matters or not. And I thought it would be a great idea to do a podcast in light of, you know, we're less than a week away from midterm elections to talk about basically how our government works, why voting matters and why it's important. Uh, Later on, I will talk through my each one teach one of the day lesson of the day um but before that i'm going to have robust discussion with mr sito hello mr sito hello nakia how are you this This, evening i'm great so excited to have you on mr sito and i um mr sito's known me since i was 14 years old um he was a history social studies teacher at my high school um, I think the reason why I was valedictorian is because I did not take his class. Um, most, a lot of people oh. failed his class. Um, so I think I got away unscathed because I didn't take Mr. Tito's class. <laughs> um, although I think I would have crushed it if I wasn't. It. I think you would have. Definitely. Um, and Mr. Cito, but he was my model UN coach, which is great. So that's why Mr. Cito knows that I have a lot to say. Um, so I'm so excited. Uh, he is now actually retired from Boston Public Schools. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, but Mr. Cito, he's actually still teaching, teaching other young um, social studies teachers um, and keeping them in check and failing them and stuff and having hard classes. So that's exciting. Thank so, uh, yes. Um, so thank you so much for joining. And Mr. Cito, um, you're going to talk from a Massachusetts perspective um a little bit which i think is pretty ideal because i think um massachusetts is a complex state right politically um but still very liberal um but they entertain a lot of different ideas and thinking so i think we'll have some interesting discussion so first off um we're going to talk about in anticipation of election day tuesday we're going to talk about you know, why voting matters. There's this article, uh, it's actually kind of an enraging article in New York Magazine where they highlight 12 young people, and I think they're millennials, I think they're a little younger than millennials, we call them in the marketing world Gen Z, um, about from 18 to like early 20s, and they're all talking about, you know, how they feel about voting. And most of them don't vote because they kind of don't understand how it works, they're not sure if it's impactful. They just basically, at a basic level, do not understand how our government works. Okay. So, Mr. Cito, can you just start out? Let's just talk a little bit about voting and just the basics from a local level and a national level. Just tell us, you know, a little overview of, like, how voting works, essentially. Well, first, I am in a minority of uh, um, people that would also consider the choice not to vote as a choice. So you can vote or you cannot vote. It's still up to the individual to make that decision. Yep. However, after your decision has been made, I also add to many people, I'll say to them, um, you know, I don't like this, I don't like that, but did you vote? If they tell me no, then I say, well, you don't have much to say about it. 
So right. the whole point of voting is to be able to uh, register your voice one way or another. So exactly. you, you have to. Otherwise, you you can't complain. You have to accept the uh, the fruits of your non labor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, like, so then, okay, so then, say I make the choice to vote, but uh, you know, it just seems so complex, right? And I'm talking like a Gen Z, right? It's so complicated. There's local. Should I should I care about local voting? Well, uh, uh, voting. What what is this so, about? So so when when you vote, you're they're actually. You know, three types of elections. There, the elections where you're voting on local uh, um, uh, questions, uh, local candidates. You say, for example, mayor or city council. There are state ones where you're voting for the um, uh, state representatives, your uh, your uh, state legislators, and, and and your state senators, and then your national ones. And and that's entirely up to you which ones you want to vote. I I happen to. I was speaking to somebody today, as a matter of fact, who one close friend is a judge. An actual judge in Massachusetts who said he only votes in local elections.、Mm-hmm. Uh, he said because he's a Republican in、mm-hmm. a primarily Democratic state, and he's still a judge. But what happens is he said his vote doesn't mean anything when it comes to state politics, regardless of what happens. And in he doesn't he makes it a a, a life choice that he doesn't vote in national politics because it doesn't affect his job one way or another. But he does vote in local elections because those directly affect him. And I thought to myself, okay, that's a that's an interesting、hmm. uh, way of thinking of it. But this guy is also, like I said, he sits on the bench, and, and okay, that's it. But, so he's obviously so he's obviously not a federal judge, obviously. No, he's no, he's a,、yeah. he, a state judge. Or,、yeah. you know, so, but but、uh, so for the people who use the excuse that I don't understand how the government works, I don't understand how the subway works, and I still get on it. <laughs> And how cars work, and I still get into it. I mean, that's—you just have to accept that this is going to happen, and you want to be part of the process, right? And you either get in the front seat or the back seat. Or I know enough when I get on the subway, I have to hold on to something, okay? And that's all there is to it. I just have to—you know—I'm not it. You know, I mean, I don't. There are people who don't understand how religion works, and yet they go to church all the time. So that's—they've got to. Take part in their—it's their civic duty. They've got to take part in it. But at least here's the other thing: there have been times in my lifetime where I did not like the candidates. So what you do is you have short voting process. You go in, you flip the switch, and then you flip the, the、uh, lever again and come right out. You have voted. You chose to zip out. If you want, go in and put Mickey Mouse or whatever. But you know you've done your civic duty by showing up and taking part in the process. Right. So you say like you could always do a write-in though. Yes, you can always、like、write. A lot、in. of people did Harambe or something. Like, yes, yes. He's the, he's the popular candidate for the last <laughs> couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm sorry if you're writing in Harambe, I'm judging you. Sorry. <laughs> so so then okay so then you know it's our it's your choice.、Um, what are your thoughts on the impactfulness of local versus national voting? Like, what do you think about that? Um, local. I mean, obviously, if you're voting for, say,、uh, city council, town council, or say little ordinances, I'll, gi- I'll give you an example here in Massachusetts, in the town that I'm in. I,、um, I live、uh, in an area that、uh, where the, the population is now、um, mulling over allowing recreational drug dispensaries in、mm. their city, and that's for some reason that's be- become a very, very big. Uh, issue in some towns,、uh, they not they're not against medical dispensaries. They're just against、um, the recreational dispensaries. 
Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and that seems to be a, a big deal. It's kind of like the uh, uh, overrides for uh, taxation. You know, it's, it, it only affects certain towns. That, and yes, those people who are local should do that. Right. Take part in that. And uh, you know, my my um, community uh, built a, and of course now you'll know that, but they built a, a 220 million dollar hype a few years back, which forced the state to uh, rethink how much they were they weren't going to give communities blank checks anymore for building high schools. So now there's a, a you know, in Massachusetts now you can only choose from one of five designs, and the, the state will only pay 80% of it, that type of thing, instead of 100% like it used to. And then allowing you to build some, you know, uh, university campus style high school. Mm-hmm. No, now you have to choose from one of these designs, and and that's it. You know. Oh wow. That will hold cost down. That of, of course. That's interesting. That's yeah. Interesting. And then, what do you? What are your thoughts then on, you know, the midterms? Like, do you feel? urgently like okay we gotta get we gotta turn at least congress like what do you think about that well obviously if if your intent and it all it, it would all depend on uh what your intent is for voting and how you feel how strongly you feel about the issues one way or another mm-hmm. one of the interesting things first of all the last election is the number of thanksgiving dinners it's destroyed like i'm <laughs> what i understand family affairs have just been absolutely devastated they people have been warning each other okay look uncle tom is coming so don't say this and don't say that and uncle stevie's going to be here don't do this and don't do that uh you know that's you can't have political discussions anymore and yeah in the old days people actually you might have one well, old uncle steve might come in and, and he would say oh don this and don that and people would just ignore him but now everybody's taking part in these discussions and it's they're ending up in in real schisms in the family so you know that's well how do i feel about the uh, the uh, midterm election midterm elections are just as important as all elections if you felt strongly really strongly about say for example say you felt that the country's going in the wrong direction mm-hmm. and the only way to do it is to go out and vote well of course you're going to go out and vote so therefore for the youngsters who aren't voting because they don't understand it Well, you had to have been watching the news. You had to have been. So you have to make a, a decision, one way or another. Do you have friends who are transgender? Do you have friends who are illegal immigrants? Do you have, you know, do you uh, uh, do you support recreational marijuana? Do you think the taxes are too high? Do you think that we need uh, uh, new roads or something like that? So something's got to help, got to touch you. And yet, all elections would then be important. Now, generally speaking, most people think the importance of this election. Obviously, is to take um, uh, to either maintain control of the uh, legislature uh, for one party, or to take back control for the other party, and that's where you are. For the Democrats, they have to win about 24 seats, and for the Republicans, all they have to do is hold on to a few of those seats, and that you know they still maintain it. And this, the Senate is almost solidly going to be Republican unless uh, Beto in Texas uh, overturns. And I, I, from what I understand, he, he's pulling away. So, yeah. so that's yeah. an interesting one to watch. I, that's probably one of the most interesting uh, races that I'm going to be watching, just because it's interesting. It is, and he's very—he has a lot of support. Just he's a lot of national support, and yes. you know, in Texas. You know, everybody always, as a li- liberal, I call myself a leftist extremist liberal. I always throw my hands up at Texas, like, well, lost cause. But 
for the first time since I can remember, I feel like there's a chance to have, you know, a little liberal flavor in Texas. Well, that's interesting. I know a lot of Massachusetts trans uh, uh, transplants who are either in the Dallas, Fort Worth or um, Alex- uh, Arlington area. And they um, they have said that uh, northerners who move down there congregate in um the major cities, your Houston's, your Dallas, like Austin. Austin. Yeah, Austin, right? It's a perfect one. It's probably supposedly one of the most left-wing areas in uh, in Texas. So those areas are all going to, but it's when you go out that you get a uh, conservative flavor that we in Massachusetts don't understand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Especially today. Yeah. I have a. So for the people who don't know, I, I'm of Asian background, and I have a lot of cousins in Georgia, in mm. Atlanta, Savannah, and uh, 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 Athens, and uh, they refer to the Civil War as the uh, the War of Northern Aggression. They, here's the thing: the interesting thing is that they're Southerners. They, if you just met them and spoke to them on the phone, you wouldn't know their uh, racial identity. They just sound like Southerners. That genteel Southern accent that they have. The girls all sound like Southern bells. The guys all just sound like Southerners, you know, but I, when you, but they will, um, God, it's interesting how they sound. I mean, they, you know, they, they, uh, they all are second amendment uh, supporters. They all own guns. They all are. Uh, but on the other hand, they're, they're, uh, you know, they, I count about 20 pharmacists in that family, you know, a couple of IRS agents and a couple of, and a number, about a dozen, a half dozen policemen. So, you know, they're all walks of life, but still Southerners mm. because we're born and raised here. Very interesting conversations between us. Very interesting. Huh. I, of course, wear my New England Patriots uh, t-shirts down there and I, I thrive in it and they just <laughs> they not think- happy with me, you know? So. <laughs> exactly. So now I think there's a lot of debate about the electoral college. Okay. People are calling it, you know, especially because, you know, two, two, two crucial elections, presidential elections in a row, the same thing happened to Al Gore, that yes. Democratic candidate won the popular vote, but then the electoral college was won by the Republican candidate. And um, nowadays, because of all the aggressive gerrymandering the Republicans have been doing, you know, people are feeling like, is this electoral college rigged? You know, um, yeah. so can we talk a little bit about the history of the electoral college? Okay. Is it truly a relic of slavery, right? Of slavery days. And then, you know, what are our thoughts on the future of it? You know? Okay. So the first thing uh, you, you had mentioned Al Gore, one, one of the things I'd like to teach I, at the time I taught the students, the Al Gore election wouldn't have been an issue. Of, number one, he had won his own home state which yeah. he did not. And two, true, people, true. people people will concentrate on Florida. Okay, now, but you know the, 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 the state that is most credited with pushing him over is West Virginia. Mm. And prior to the 2000 election, West Virginia was a solidly blue state. It had voted Democrat for decades and decades. Mm. And then, but the Democratic Party had been pulling quickly to the left and it didn't take into account those West Virginians because, you know, they have a social and economic uh, situation that's pertinent only to West, to West Virginia. Same with South Carolina, you know. Yeah. Um, so if the uh, Florida was really nothing compared to the fact that it was West Virginia to put them out. And people don't remember the fact. I was just reading an article recently where it had reminded me that when the election was done, 
at the uh, uh, Bush had put the West Virginia delegation right up front when they were uh, 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 having whatever functions that they were having. The West Virginia delegations were treated like conquering heroes, and because they were responsible, but they were also newbies to the Republican Party. So, oh, yeah. They, again, they were solidly, solidly Democratic. So, oh. so yeah. Based, so yeah, we Al Gore. I guess it was his own fault. He couldn't win his own state. Yeah, you can't win your own state. I just say no. Very few, um, very few people have been elected president and not won their their home state. Although now, with even uh, uh, if I remember correctly, Trump lost his home state big, yeah. bigly. The term he used, but I mean, but yes, now it doesn't really matter. It's happened twice, uh, twice in the last twenty years. So. So what is so then? Is it true that the electoral college is another relic of slavery? Well. Anything from that era was. I mean, you're talking about a, a, a bunch of uh, a bunch of white guys who owned slaves writing up a uh, uh, document that was going to govern the country. When you think about it, okay, very few of those guys did not own slaves. Many of them did. Many of the uh, leaders of that era owned slaves. But let's talk about the electoral. Let's get right to the electoral college. So, the reason I brought up West Virginia was because West Virginia was only five electoral. Uh, Uh, vote so, um, the electoral college, the, the founding fathers did not trust uh, true democracy. So you can't find anywhere in the Constitution where it states that the people are going to do this or the people are going to be doing that. But what they do, I have Article uh, Article Two, if I remember correctly, says, yeah, uh, um, the. Um, Each state shall appoint in such manner as the legislature deems there um, therefore may direct a number of electors, and it doesn't say anything about how they're going to do it. It just says that it's going to happen. So mm. the, the the general leaders from that era didn't trust what they call the mob. Mm. Uh, today, either side, Republican or Democrat, would not like being called the mob, but that's exactly how leaders felt about the. If I can use the term, the hoi polloi, the common people—they were just a mob of people. Mm. So, so it's not going to happen. We're not going to let you guys choose the. Uh, and it, when you think about it, even the electors—it it doesn't say how you're going to uh, choose electors. So each state legislature is responsible for its own electors, which comes to another thing. So, California's got about 40 million people in it, right? 55 electoral votes. Mm -hmm. Wyoming has about a half million people. Right and um, what I think a couple of electoral votes. Okay, but the fact of the matter is, they each state has only two senators. Well, when you think about that, what's more undemocratic? Right, two people are going to represent a state five million people in it, and only two people represent a state with forty million people in it. Right. That, yeah. We accept that because. It's it's very comforting for us that this is the way it's worked forever. So most Americans just accept this kind of stuff. Yeah. So you're saying each state has its own process of deciding how one pass an according to the Constitution. Each state decides how it's going to do it. That it sounds crazy. It doesn't even promise. You're not even. <laughs> you're supposedly not allowed to. Um, uh, Let's put it in. Each state decides how its electors are chosen. Now, just recently, if I remember correctly, um, oh God, I think it was um, Washington Post. I think had an, a great article a couple of um, a couple of years ago. Um, 
was it though? No, no, it was Reuters. I just uh, pulled it out. It was uh, the title was the Electoral College was meant to stop men like Trump from being president, and the way the Electoral College was designed to do it. But you know, it's it's it has to deal with、uh, the little states. So West Virginia with five, Rhode Island with two, Connecticut, you know those. Uh, Vermont, that they're not going to allow the electoral college to disappear because it's the only way in which states are balanced with each other, right? Right. Okay, so you're not going because why? Why are people saying that the electoral college should be、uh, eliminated? What What's the real reason? Because of this two times? Well, there have been forty five presidents, and twice it's it's gone uh, uh, gone not the way that you want it. But on the other hand, it's um. Um, it's been okay, you know, forty-three percent, forty-three times. But it, but, however, I think people feel that the electoral college is—it's easy to rig it、uh, with gerrymandering, voter suppression, and then this nebulous. Hey, every state can decide that's in their own way yeah, to yeah, have an、yeah. electoral vote. Yes, and that's a different. That's a different argument.、Uh, the Fed should actually step in on the ger- gerrymandering, and I believe that that's happening in a couple of places. It is,、uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, no, I have heard nothing about、um, Georgia yet, but is it、um, Indiana or something where where they just announced <laughs> yeah. that yeah.、Uh, everybody gets to vote, and、yeah. we'll talk about it later. So yeah, yeah. It was the Washington Post just a couple of days ago. That, so I guess.、Uh, I get what you're saying, though. It's like, okay, it you do believe you do feel that it does give each state the proper balance, right? Right.、Um, and it was never, it, and the masses, the, the the mob, were never intended to be given power via the Constitution, anyway. Correct. So the, the system is what it is. So I think then, would you say then, yeah, it's probably ultimately really important. For whatever state you live in, to pay attention to what's happening local politics-wise. This is why it's important to vote. Yeah, yeah, especially locally. Yes. Interesting.、Um, so, do you, and you think you think、um, probably the electoral college is probably never going to go away, right? It's probably. Well, it, it, you shouldn't change a system that's been working、um, for so long. I, I'll give you a, another example. Just the Senate and that uh, uh, the, uh, when the Under the last administration, the uh, uh, the uh, Senate uh, eliminated one or two of the long-time traditional processes、oh, by、yeah. which certain things were done. And、oh. what happened? The pendulum swung the other way, and the、uh, the present administration has used that same weapon against them. Right. So that's why I think that you know you really got to watch out. On and and look ahead and say to yourself, okay, if we do this and the elections go against us for the next twenty years, how's that going to affect us? Well, now we're watching it. It's right. happened right in、yeah. the right for us. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. And then, what are your thoughts on the parties? Okay, so you know, as you said earlier,、um, it, nowadays it's like Republicans, Democrats. I mean, everyone is so extreme and. Um, you know, and I'll admit, even on my part, like I'm a left, leftist extremist Democrat. That's what I tell everyone, right? Yep. And you know, and I used to live in the Midwest. You know, I had friends who were Republicans, and I understood why they were Republicans, and I could respect it. But now, there's such identity warfare going on that when I meet people and they tell me they're a Republican, I mean, I really, in the back of my mind, I'm like,、hmm, 
Hmm. Are secretly racist, sexist, homophobic, so, and yeah, anti-immigrant? There were there were different types of Republicans, and I, from what I can see, and again, I'm a New Englander, right? So, New England Republicans are different. Uh, up until about ten years ago, New England Republicans were your, I'll use the term, your Henry Cabot Lodge, your uh, Bill Weld, your, mm-hmm. uh, your today, Mitt Romney, yeah. yeah, your Mitt Romney type Republicans. They were mm-hmm. kind of the old. Uh, description was always, uh, um, you know, socially aware and physically conservative, which of course is a conundrum in itself. But right. you know, now, general now. Republican was I love all social programs as long as I don't really have to pay a lot for it. Right. Yeah. Um, as opposed to the old description of Democrats, which was I love all social programs. Period. And right. You know, and you're you are going to pay for it. So, um, moderate Republicans are, I think surprised at what's happening and what Mm -hmm. I see happening is so you have not all Republicans and conservative because when growing up some of the most conservative people I knew were Democrats Mm -hmm. you have to also think about think about I you know I was born and raised in Boston so all my Catholic Democratic friends were uh, pro-life all right and yet they voted Democrat every single time right (laughs) yeah well, and then, you know, a moderate Democrat like Bill Clinton, you know, he did the most to dismantle the welfare state more than any Republican president. Right? Uh, 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 yes, you, you could say that. And, uh, and I'll start first with Kennedy. Kennedy was a hawk. Kennedy mm. today, Kennedy, uh, and he was a Democrat, but Kennedy, uh, his policies, what I like to do in the classroom, what I used to do in the classroom was. Uh, eliminate some of the names and faces and just talk about the policies. Mm. And, and with kids say, I like this, I like this, I like this. And then they find out that, oh my God, it was a Democratic president this or a Republican president. They're shocked. Well, because yeah. it's changed over the last. You look at the 1956 uh, Republican national platform and you would swear it was the Democratic platform of today. You know? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Open immigration. You know, we, we like immigrants. We like, you know, we... Uh, all they were is the big difference is pro-business. Republicans have always been pro-business and protective of business. Right. So, I, but I think now, I think what you're saying, though, it's like, that is why it's important to pay attention to the policies yeah. and the issues, right? Yes. Um, and, okay, so then another... It, now, one thing, the, okay. For the same people that will say, I don't understand politics. Well, tell me how your iPhone works. Well, no, I don't get them, you know, but you'll read the instructions and use that. Well, it's, how hard is it to, you know, if you really want Google politics, Google the things that you don't understand or, right. you know, but get involved and read. That's just an excuse. I don't understand it. I agree. Also, uh, people that drive me crazy, quote unquote, independence. Okay. Why? Because I think people who say they're independent, I feel like especially younger people. Okay. I feel like they are using it as a, as an excuse to not really dig in deep into the issues or in like stand behind what they really believe in. Um, so those kids don't know what they believe in. Yeah, right. they don't know, right. And so yes. they say I'm independent. And then but then I feel like those people are the first ones to complain. And this is rampant in the black community. So for, this is a great example. Um Kanye I hate to bring him up as a serious notion, but he's influential. You know, he's saying, oh, black people don't have to be Democrats. And rappers, people saying, black people don't have to be Democrats. And I'm thinking, if you're paying attention to the issues, you should be a Democrat, first of all. Second of all, if you're not a Democrat, 
you, you why are you complaining about the party because if you're voting independent nothing's going to change because your vote doesn't count towards that party uh well your vote will count but it won't count towards the party and i think that uh, the argument about the um uh that uh people that uh, uh, African-Americans uh, shouldn't be Democrats. So they, one way or another, it's, it's, I think it's more, could more be uh, spoken about uh, uh, as being liberal or conservative. Uh, there are, I, one of my close friends said to me one time, um, uh, she is African-American from Arlington, Massachusetts, which is a uh, primarily white suburban, uh, white suburb outside of, north of Boston. And yet um, she went to Spelman, she has moved to the South, and she has constantly told me that in her church and in the South, they're very conservative. True. The things that we Northerners take for granted that supposedly African Americans believe in, although they don't, but but they are also um, torn between whether you're going to belong to the Republican Party or the uh, Democrats. And I, I do believe that African Americans vote candidates based on their beliefs more so than party that's my that's my hope because you know otherwise it doesn't explain why certain things happen right so when today when people say i know a lot of african-americans who uh, uh, supported trump in the election because of the things that they felt uh akin to but now they're shocked <laughs> yeah that i don't i mean he told Here's the thing. Again, people say, oh, no, he, those are just empty promises. No, he, no, everybody, these are things that people promise and do. Right. I mean, what did you think? He told you way in advance. <laughs> All the candidates do. Exactly. And then I and don't people think... that say, I, I couldn't bring myself to vote for Hillary. Okay, fine. <laughs> you know, you did what you did, and now we have to live with it. Exactly. And, and again, in the midterms, you had two years later, so you can make it. If there are things you don't like, there are things that you can change. But one other thing. Uh, who's Tip O'Neill said all politics is local politics. When people say how can they constantly reelect this jerk back to office again and again and again and again and again? Uh, uh, which one? Uh, Mitch, mm-hmm. McConnell, Mitch McConnell from uh, Kentucky. Oh my God! One yes, richest guys. He's one of the richest guys in the states, and in a in a from a state that is uh, you know has a huge number of people that rely on affordable care who, who have a uh, huge amount of uh, um, pre-existing conditions and yet they continue to vote the guy in again and again I'll tell you why and it has to do with seniority um, back a few years ago 20 some odd years ago um, people were railing against uh, Ted Kennedy the fact of the matter is Ted Kennedy was one of the senior people in the Senate Mm-hmm. If you wanted to vote against Kennedy and vote a newbie in, you had to think about the fact that, you know, right now he's bringing home the bacon to Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And you have to think, I may not agree with him. I may not even like him. Some people still right. to, they call him a murderer. But is there he's uh, and this is another conversation about uh your sins of the past and all like uh, Kavanaugh. I mean, he was 17 when he did the things he did. Do we, do we hold 17 year olds accountable for the rest of their lives? Well, Kennedy was a adult when these things happened. Um, but, uh, so when you, when you elect a new person, you've got to know that the senior person that was, that is leaving, uh, was a, uh, held, uh, chairs and held assistant chair positions and things like that and now you've thrown a newbie in there who will only be part of the rank and file 
Got it. So, which is a great transition to Ayanna Presley. In Massachusetts, yes. Who just won, was it District 7? Uh, 7 or 8, but that's outside of my area. But yes. Yeah, uh, which and- is the district with all the people of color basically <laughs> across all the people. What's interesting is watching the video when she was announced that she won. She, I, th- I almost thought that no one was more surprised than she was when she was right. And, and that, that's an example of a newbie who beat yep. an incumbent who had seniority. Right. And uh, the thing is she will tell you in her own voice, I will vote no different than he will. He and I share every single belief. The difference is I'm a person of color. And that, that the electorate really to reelect another white guy. Yeah. Basically, that's it. They they wanted to see themselves. Yeah. There. And what's funny though, I, I, the same reason that uh, President Obama was elected, I think that yeah, yeah. That, um, uh, the numbers of uh, minorities who came out to support him were gigantic. I mean, numbers we haven't seen ever. Yeah. I mean. You know, it's just uh, phenomenal. I think that candidate. I think that when you, when you gerrymander, you're trying very, very hard. Number one, to maintain a status quo, and by any means possible. And the only way, if you don't like it, is to get out and vote. Right. Uh, but but granted, there are some areas where they are doing it so obnoxiously obvious that I can't believe they're getting away with it. Georgia's just one. Uh, there was one I just saw recently. There was a, I, I guess a town had moved the voting uh, polling player area outside of the city limits of the town, uh, away from bus stops and things like that. So it's really obnoxious. But uh, we understand. I understand Oprah is going to Georgia, which means that if you can't get a ride, I'm sure that <laughs> I'm yeah. sure she'll be hiring buses and things like that. I don't know. She's campaigning for Stacey Abrams, who yeah. uh, I went to college with. She's oh really. She was the senior SGA president when I was a freshman. Okay. She's always been a brilliant leader and she's so impressive. And if she doesn't win, something's wrong. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. She's amazing. So, this has been so great. Thank you so much, Mr. Cito. Um, You're quite welcome. Very informative, very helpful. I feel like I love having an expert talk through these issues um, that I think some a lot of people have these conversations every day. Yes. Um, but it's, I love that, you know, there's some explanation to it. Um, and I think uh, I'm just going to keep you on from my each one teach one, which is basically my lesson of the day. Thank you. Um, my lesson of the day, I want to go back to Mr. Cito's quote about, you know, you have a choice to vote. But if you don't vote, basically, you don't have you don't have a voice. You don't have anything to say. Right. Right. So, you know, just vote and exercise your right. It's your civic. Well, really, it's your civic duty um, and have a voice, basically. And let's all remember that on November 6th. Um, thank you so much, Mr. Cito. I hope you're enjoying your retirement. I am trying Boston school system. I am trying to. You're trying to, <laughs> but it's good. I'm glad you're teaching other new teachers and, um, you know, ruining people's GPAs. That's <laughs> I am uh, going to, now that I have this uh, app downloaded, I am going to actually list and start listening to your uh, podcast. Thank you. I will have a new episode every Thursday. Um, this will I actually, we'll put this up probably at midnight so you can hear yourself. Okay. Thank, um, you. thank you so much for joining. I want to thank Mr. Cito. I want to thank my audience. And if anyone has any ideas or comments or feedback, 
feel free to email me at culturariot7 at gmail.com. Um, whatever system you're listening to this uh, podcast in, please leave a review. Give us some pointers. Give us ideas. Um, and next week, um, I will revisit our intersectional feminism discussion that we ha- started last week in my inaugural podcast. Uh, make sure you check that out, Mr. Cito. I will. And um, thank you to everyone and good night. Thank you, Mr. Cito. Bye. Bye-bye.